Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday. Ooh, y'all, thank God it is Friday. I hope that you guys are doing well today. <clears throat> if you are new, welcome. My name is Brittany Daniel, and welcome to the morning motivation where this is your daily dose of motivation. Um, we are going to continue reading A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. We are on chapter 13, which is worship that pleases God. So worship that pleases God. So we're going to dive into this today. We'll see if we have a little time to read Proverbs. Um, if you are not spiritual or religious, I hope that it is okay. Uh, you know, you can. It, no, there's no discrimination here. Stick around, hear the conversation, share this video. You guys like the video. Load up the comments. If this is your first time watching, please let me know where you're watching from. If you are watching live, and if you did not know, we stream every single day on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you guys check that out there. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy Friday. So let's go ahead and jump into our prayer, and then we'll have a couple of conversations before we get started. So <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again today. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship on the internet. I pray that everybody has a safe and blessed weekend. I know that there are some cities around America that have crazy weather. So I pray for everybody's protection and safety um, just in journeys this weekend. And I pray to see them on Monday. Lord, if in there is anybody that needs a revelation or needs you know, just some direction, guidance, doesn't know where they need to go, please give them that revelation in your perfect time. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, everybody went to sleep today. Everybody is sleeping in. So I'm going to go ahead and do, uh, I'll just wait for a second because I did want to tell you guys this before I do the shout out so everybody can get their shout out this morning. Um, I was talking to Kiki, shout out Kiki. And um, she made a really good point. So if you have student loans, there's all this student loan forgiveness going around, um, talking that there's headlines, you get this, you get this, you get this. She made a really, really good point. She said, it's imperative for us to read. And that's how we get, you know, us, our people get hemmed up and, and we miss out on things or we don't understand things because we go from, we go with headlines, we go with, you know, what people in the comments are saying, but it's really important for us to read these articles and understand what the articles are talking about. So if you do have student loans here in America and you want to get them forgiven, there are stipulations. doesn't just happen automatically. You do have to apply. Like the student loan forgiveness program, I think there's a deadline either the end of this month. I'm going to get my paperwork before the end of this month. But last time I looked, it was October. And you can find out on federal on federalstudentloans.com. Like they keep all of your, um, even, even where you go to apply for like the FAFSA to get the student loans, they have all your student loans there. And there is a tab that talks about the student loan forgiveness. I personally don't believe in the people that call us. I don't even really talk to them. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust it. <laughs> but what I do trust is, you know, going online, filling out the paperwork, reading for yourself, understanding what the stipulations are so you can get your student loans forgiven. If you qualify, there are left and right limits, but you might as well just go look. You might as well read. It doesn't take that long. Make sure you, okay. So. Uh, such a lady says October 31st. Absolutely. October 31st. So make sure you guys are going and, um, you know, reading, filling out the paperwork. I know for me, all of my student loans did not qualify for the forgiveness. So make sure you guys know, make sure you're filling out the paperwork. You're going to get, you're going to need your employers to sign off on, you know, the timeline that you said you were. So 
if your place isn't around anymore or if you're going to have to reach back to another state or another place, like all of that matters. So make sure you guys give yourself enough time to get all that taken care of. Okay. And it looks like it's somebody's birthday in the building. Good morning, Shador. It's a lot of Virgos. It's a lot of Virgos in my life this year. Happy birthday, Shador. I hope that you enjoy your day today. Thank you for coming on Morning Motivation with us and celebrating. Because, you know, if I wasn't a host, I would have slept in. So thank you. Happy birthday, everybody. Wish Shador happy birthday. She is a faithful morning motivator. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's dive into these um, comments and these shout outs. But you guys, yes, make sure you guys are reading. Make sure you guys take the time out to look into the student loan forgiveness. Don't just be like, oh, they're going to just do it. It's automatically going to disappear. It may not happen like that. So we just want to make sure we're doing our due diligence so we don't miss anything. So we're not like, oh, my gosh, you know, you don't want to be that person that didn't know. We have all the information. All we have to do is do a little Google, little Google and read and figure that out for ourselves. So good morning, Miss Debbie. Good morning, Mother Tay. And if you this is your first time uh, watching us, let me know where you are watching from. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Dia Dia. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Destiny. Yes, happy Friday. Ooh, child, ready for the weekend. Happy birthday, oh, excuse me, <laughs> happy Friday, Brandy. Thank you, good morning. Again, happy birthday, Shador. Good morning, she Amber. Good morning, Sharnice. Sharnisa, good morning. Good morning, Sharnisa. Happy birthday. Thank you, Nana. Good morning. Yes, everybody's saying happy birthday. Grand rising to the happy housewife. Thank you, such a lady, for helping me with that. Uh, good morning, Melanin, honey. Good morning, Elvis. God bless you as well. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, queen. Good morning, naturally, and never believe. Hello. Never people believe people that call you about student loans. I received those calls and I have never took out student loan. Thank you, naturally, and I don't trust them because it, it's all okay. Think about it like this, y'all. Never trust anybody calls you and said they have an offer for you because think about it like this. They want us to pay the stuff back. Like it's in everybody's benefit besides ours, right? To pay the loans back. They would not call you and be like, hey, you qualify for blah, 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 blah. Especially no shade. They don't have American accents. And I just don't trust those call centers. Like unless I'm calling directly to the company. And a lot of times if you ask them like, where are you calling from? What uh, I'll go on the website and do it myself. They get all upset and anyway, I got time for that. So thank you, naturally, Ann. But yes, absolutely do not give them your information. We don't know who they're with. And they definitely ain't calling from America. So y'all just be careful. We don't know. And especially if you can hear all the call center people in the background. No. The only time they call you to get their money is if you owe. Okay? That's how you know it's real in America. If you owe some money, they're going to call you. And they're going to call you. And they're going to call you. And they're going to call you till they get their money. They're not going to call you to relieve you of any money. It don't work like that. At least not my experience. Yes, you guys, go ahead and hit that like button. Thank you, she Amber. Um, you're working. No need to sleep. LOL. <laughs> work from home. Oh, I had to work a little. I know I didn't work that much. I worked a little bit on my birthday. I tried to take the day off. And, 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 and that's why yesterday I was hurting because it's not good to have your birthday in the middle of the week. <laughs> you pay for it later, at least in my opinion. Thank you. Good morning, Dr. S. Cook. Look, 
<laughs> Good morning. Thank you. And if this is your first time watching us live, let me know where you are watching from. Or if you uh, normally watch the replay, I would love to hear that too. So we talked about student loans. Shout out Kiki for letting us. Uh, she talked to me about that yesterday. And I was like, you know what? That is so right. Let me talk to my people. Let me tell them. You guys, make sure you apply. Make sure you read. There is like once you apply and you go through like every year you were employed with certain people or whatever, then you're going to have to get that verified. So I had to go to my job, make sure they signed off on it, that they verified that that was my employment. Um, so if you have like, if you've had different jobs in public service or say if you moved around a little bit, you're going to have to go back to those people and get them to write off and verify. So make sure that you, um, that you have that on lock. Okay. All right, y'all. So today we are going to talk about worship that pleases God. The Lord, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. God wants all of you. Okay. All of you. God doesn't, uh, doesn't want to part from your life. He asks, asks for all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind and all of your strength. Ooh, needy. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking. If you guys are in Grand Rising, if you guys are coming in just now, we are reading A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Um, there is going to be a free book giveaway next Friday. If you do not um, want to wait that long, go ahead. The link is down below to grab your copy. I definitely recommend that everybody get this copy. Everybody get a copy of the book. We're going to skip around since it's Friday. I do want to talk to y'all a little bit, but it says God is pleased when, when our work Worship is accurate. People often say, I like to think of God as dot, dot, dot. And then they share their idea of the kind of God they would like to worship. But we cannot just create our own comfort and politically correct image of God to worship it. That is ideology. Okay. Worship must be based on the truth of scripture and not our own opinions of God. Jesus told, uh, Samaritan, a Samaritan woman, true worship will work, worship the father in spirit and in truth. And they are the kind of worship that the father seeks to worship in truth means to worship God as he is truly revealed in the Bible. That's what this book says. That's what, that's what Rick Warren says. Okay. Human being. God is pleased when our worship is authentic. Mm -hmm. When Jesus said you must worship in the spirit, he wasn't referring to the Holy Spirit, but your spirit made in God's image. You're, you are a spirit that resides in the body and God designed your spirit to communicate with him. Worship is your spirit is your spirit responding to God's spirit. I love that. When Jesus said, love God with all your heart and soul. He meant that worship must be genuine and heartfelt. That's something that is very true. Remember we talked about yesterday, Grand Rising. Remember yesterday we talked about um, just like being real with God. Be real with yourselves. Be real with God. And that could be very hard, especially being real with ourselves. But that is imperative because if we are not real with ourselves, then who are okay? If you can't go to... <laughs> If you can't go to there, where can you go? Okay, y'all. Sorry, my mind went ratchet for a second. My mind went a little ratchet for a second. 
What is that? What was the place, y'all? Uh, if you can't go to what's color, where can you go? If you can't be real with yourself, who can you be real with? Since worship involves the lights in God and engages your emotions, God gave you emotions so that you could worship him with deep feeling. But those emotions must be genuine, not fake. God hates hypocrite, hypocrites. Well, it's a whole lot of hypocrites in the Bible. I'm just going to say that. Um, he wants, let me stop. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> he wants your honest, real love. Okay. We're going to skip around a little bit. God is pleased when our worship is thoughtful. Jesus commands us to love God with all of our minds and repeated four times in the New Testament. God is not pleased with, uh, with thoughtless singing hymns, um, praying of cliches and careless exclamations, please Lord. But because we can't think of anything else to say at the moment, if worship is mindless and meaningless, you must engage your mind. All right, let's just stop. Because, you know, Rick, Rick could be a little judgy. I don't like this sometimes. You know, I told you this book gets a little heavy. Again, we're reading Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Here's what I think. Now, Rick Warren is a preacher, I believe. Um, he is a preacher from Orange County, California. So he got a lot of money. <laughs> if you live in Orange County. Y'all, last night I was watching... Um, what is it? Uh, selling the OC. It's a spinoff on Selling Sunset. Really good. You know, all the sellings of anything on Netflix is really good. So Selling OC is really good. So them people out there in Orange County got some shmoney, okay? Multi-million dollar properties. And at the bare minimum, I was looking at, I just Googled, I was like, what does an apartment cost in Orange County? It was like $3,000 to $4,000 for like a two. And, and it wasn't even luxury, y'all. It was like, oh, raggedy daggedy. Raggedy daggedy, right? <laughs> And um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Anyways, Orange County people got shumsh money. I personally think, and again, this is why I always say you have to form your own relationship with God because it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what Rick Warren thinks. It matters what you think in your relationship because God is leading you. I can't tell you what he's doing. Rick can't tell you. And these are a lot of his opinions, to be 100% honest, because some of this stuff I've never read. So that's why I take this book. <clears throat> You know, I, I hear them, but sometimes I take it with a grain of salt because sometimes it takes a process. If you've never talked to God in that way, it may be a little like awkward at first. You know, it may be it, you may have to get in the swing of things. You may have to fake it until you make it. You may have to just start off with whatever you think is right until you're led a certain way. So I don't think that there's if you're talking to him, there's I don't think it's fake. If that if that makes sense. I think that you just have to form your own relationship and um, figure out what that is for you because everybody's on different levels with this. Some people, God is their best friend. They could talk to him all the time. They converse with Jesus on a regular basis. Everybody's different. You know what I mean? Um, and, and in fact, I don't talk to Jesus a lot. I talk to God. I thank Jesus and I, and I say things in his name and I acknowledge his presence and his power and everything that he's done for us as our Lord, as our savior. But I talk to God personally. And some people believe that they're one and the same. I can't wrap my mind around that logically because it doesn't make sense to me. But that's that's my personal preference. I'm not telling y'all what to do and what to believe. But you have to form that relationship for yourself to truly understand, happy Friday, what matters and means most to you. 
Because at the end of the day, we're not going to be standing there with you when you talk to God on your deathbed or whatever, however the process works, however the process works. Okay. So when we get to heaven or wherever we go, eternity, the next level, wherever, and you have to stand before God and account for your life, nothing that anybody has told you is going to matter. In my personal opinion, it's going to matter what you did with what you knew, because he's going to know whether you knew or not. Like, that's why we said we can't lie to, to God. We can't front on God because he knows, like, he knows if you knew, like, you can't be like, oh, I know you knew. You, he, you knew. That's why I tell you people like, don't be messing with no married people, y'all. And to each their own. You do, you, you, you do that. But this is why I tell people don't mess with married people. Because you're not just messing with the person. You know, people, I heard this, I heard somebody was like, uh, I was watching a show and somebody was like, that's between me and my husband. I married him. Well, like, well, you did, but you really married, you, you, you brought three people in that. And a lot of people forget um, that, that trifold. The reason why you take a vow is not for the person that you're standing across from. It's nice. You're really vowing to God that you're going to be with this person forever, that you're going to do and be all these things to this person, right? Better for worse, sickness and health, death to his part. Um, and they also say in those things, like never forsake that person things. That's why the Bible tell you don't say all that because God knows we're human. If y'all, and I know my Bible looks like I was chewing it up. It's just old and then coming apart. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> that's why the Bible tells you don't say stuff. Just say yes or no, because God knows we're human. God knows we change our mind. He made us. So he knows we're wishy-washy and we're flippy floppy, depending on the season, the time. It's only made us mad. But when you, when you make a vow, you're promising to God, even when you join the military, you raise your right hand and you say, um, you swear to God. Like it's, it's a, it's a promise to God. It's not a promise to the other person. You're saying it to the other person. They're everybody's acknowledging it, but y'all are really promising yourselves to God. So if you mess with a married person, regardless of their status, and I'm not judging nobody, y'all do, do y'all, I'm just telling y'all what I feel like I know, right? When you step in between that, you are now messing with something spiritual. And I don't know about y'all, I don't want none of that karma because that has nothing to do in there. And for me personally, nothing ever plays out in a positive light for the person that is in the mix of that. Nothing ever positive happens. I at least I've never seen it. Now you might hear one-off stories where, oh my, you know, that person left or that person got that. But do they really? Because I'm telling y'all, men, <laughs> I know it's a little off, off topic. Men are can sometimes be very hypocritical, right? Say if you date a married man and he knows you know he's married, although he might like you. Although he might love you, right? Although he might like you and he might love you and all of that and he might make you feel good. Sometimes in the back of his mind, he still lacks a little respect for you because you messed with a married man. Does that make, even if it's him, makes no sense, but that's how sometimes they operate. It's just like if, if you don't even got to be married, if you are the side boo, right? If you're the side chick in the situation, if you allow yourself to be, because you only you can allow that unless you just did not know, then that's not your fault nor your problem. But if you are the side chick of it all, right? Although he might participate in the action of the side chick situation, 
in his mind, there's still a lack of respect because you allowed yourself to be a side chick. Crazy, but true. Okay. So it's to me never worth putting yourself in a situation where you, you, you jack up. That's a, that's a, that's a spiritual bond, regardless if they like each other or not, regardless if they've been separated or not. And I've never been married. So take my words with a grain of salt. That's just what I believe. So y'all have to deal with what you believe. I'm just saying, I don't think that that's a good idea for anybody because nothing good ever comes of it. At least not in my experience, somebody gets hurt. And nine times out of 10, it's the person who enters this is the third party that enters the situation. It never works out for them. But I'm just, that's what I think. Sydney says, facts. We are, we all have a growth process and what God tells you to do may not have been told to another person. Absolutely. So it's all relative, right? You have to form that relationship with him. Can't nobody tell you, not a book, not me, not your grandma, not the pastor. Tell you how that relationship has to go. That has to be between y'all. It's just like when you're in a relationship, right? A lot of people can have opinions about your relationship, but it's only for those two people because those two people have to deal with each other on a day-to-day -day basis. Same with your relationship with God. So nobody can tell you how that's supposed to work. Only you can by reading, by getting to know him and having that relationship. So divorce means you broke your promise to God. D. Watkins, yes, but there are two stipulations where marriage is okay. And for me, I'd have to just deal with God on my own because I'm not about to be in no miserable marriage. <laughs> if he <laughs> will not. So what the Bible will tell you, because I don't want to tell you nothing outside of the Bible. The Bible says there's two ways you can get out of a marriage. Adultery, which is if the other person cheats, you're free to go. God does not may hold that to you if you get divorced. I read that. That's in um y'all give me the book where it talks about marriage and it talks about um sex and things like that. Um it gives you your left and right limits. And then if the person dies. So if the person dies and you become a widow, you are free to move on according to the Bible. If that person cheats on you, you're free to go. Now here's the thing that is kind of uh it does not say if your man beats you that you can go. It doesn't say that if you are miserable that you can go. That's why you got to do what's best for you because if I were to get married, right, and get divorced because my husband's making me miserable, I, I cannot be with this person. I got married wrong, wrong, wrong. I did not know what I was doing wrong. And I chose to divorce him. I have to account with that with God. You know what I mean? So that's why you have to stand firm on what you believe. Matthew 5 and 3. Thank you. You have to stand firm on what you believe um, because you have to justify your actions and justifications to God. Now, will he accept that? I don't know. That's that's why you got to pray. That's why I say before you make any decision, y'all pray about it. Pray about it before you get married. Make sure it's more than just I love him. Pray about it. So let's talk about this. Right. OK, so we talked about vows. Right. So thank you, uh, royalty. Thank you, Sydney. So here's here's OK. So here's teaching about adultery, divorce, vows. It's all in Matthew. I love Matthew. Matthew, break it down, baby, baby. Matthew breaks it down. OK, so um, let me let me find it. It says first disciples, Solomon on the Mount. OK, so teachings about adultery. Here we talk about here we go. Let's talk about adultery real quick. Since your question was if you divorce, <clears throat> you have heard the commandment saying you must not commit adultery. But I say and this is Jesus talking, because if Jesus is speaking, he's speaking in red. OK, anytime you open your Bible and you see red print. That's what Jesus is saying. So in Matthew, what he's doing from my 
uh, remembrance and you guys let me know if I'm right. He's going back and debunking a lot of the Old Testament because in the New Testament, the laws have changed. Like in the Old Testament, there were certain things that that people of Christ or or at this or the Jews were not supposed to eat because nobody in this Bible is a Christian, mind you. Got to know your history, right? That's why I be like, that's why you got to question stuff. Nobody in the Bible is a Christian. Jesus is still alive at a certain point and nobody is calling themselves Christians. Jesus is a Jew at this, at this current time, right? So here we go. It says, you have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say, but I say anyone who has even looked at a woman, where Percy at? Where is Percy? Percy, you in the building today? <laughs> Remember when I said men failed the test? Remember when I said men failed the test all the time? You have heard the commandment says you must not commit adultery. But I say, this is what Jesus says. Anyone who even looks at a woman with lust, go into the script club, y'all. The script club, y'all. Husbands going to the script club. Looks at a woman with lust, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If so, if your eye, even your good eye causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. Now he's being extreme, but he's basically saying like, if you, if you cannot stop yourself from looking at another woman lustfully, yeah, where is Percy? He going to come all late. We going to be done with the topic. We going to be done. And <laughs> here go Percy coming in. <laughs> Shout out to Percy. So if your eyes, even your good eye causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. Ooh, Jesus ain't playing. Okay. He said, and if he, and if your hand is even stronger and it causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than put your whole body through it, through hell. That's why I say men fail the test. That is a test. Anytime a beautiful woman comes your way and you can't stop but to look at her, look at her booty, look at y'all pay attention to that. When men are dating you and you're sitting and watching, you mean to tell me you can't wait until I go to the restroom or um, I'm not around for you to like look at another woman. You're going to look at another woman right in front of my face. You have no discipline. That's a problem because if you have discipline when I'm not and when I'm in your face, what type of discipline are you going to have when I'm not around? Okay. <laughs> if people really took this literally, every man and woman would have no have one arm, not me. And you know what it is too? This is adultery. This is not cheating. God in, in the Bible don't look at boyfriend and girlfriend, y'all. Boyfriend and girlfriend don't count. They're talking about marriage and that's why marriage is so, is, 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 is so important because people always, this is what I don't like when people say titles don't matter. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I get it. You might not want, you might not want like the man in your marriage. Right. And I hate and, and this is something that I always debate people with, too. You might not want the government in your business telling you what you do. I get it. However, if something were to happen to you as a person who's just in a long term relationship, anything happens to you, you have no rights to that person. 
You have absolutely no right to that person. You can't pull the plug. You can't say, I want this person to stay. You can't, there, you have a zero responsibility. You know who does? The mama. You know who does? The daddy. You know who does? The sibling, maybe, depending on who's first akin. And it's always the mother first. So say if you date somebody for a very long time and y'all have kids and you do not like his mother. You have zero control over the situation if something happens to this person. You have zero control over his benefits if something happens to this person. So although you might not legally, quote unquote, like it. And this is another reason why not why messing with married people is not in your best interest. If something happens to that man and y'all are dating and that that wife is long gone. Right. But they're technically still legally married. Guess what happens? Guess who gets the phone call? Not you, the wife. Guess who gets to make all the decisions? Not you, the wife. So although he can't stand her, he ain't been with her in years and they don't like each other and she done moved on, it don't matter. When he gets in that hospital bed, something happened to that man or something happened to that woman, guess who they call? They don't call you. They call Mrs. Percy. They don't call Jessica. They call Mrs. Percy. Here go Mrs. Percy ain't seen this woman in 10 years getting to make decisions about your man, but it ain't your man. It's her man. Okay? So people might not like it, but you need to look into the pros and cons of getting married. If you have a house together and all you are on is the deed, and that's okay. There's there's reasons why one person in the relationship should be only on the deed. For tax purposes, you just got to know tax law and tax code. <clears throat> I have two friends that are married where their husbands bought and purchased the home and they're just on the deed or they're just the wife. It don't matter. It's okay. Because something happened to him, guess who gets the house? the wife, right? If you're not married and you have this, you built this house together, you done poured up all this money and all of this stuff and you're not married, you have no rights to anything if something happens. Your children may going through the courts and whatnot, but if they're babies, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of red tape and so before y'all sign up for like what y'all don't want to do, make sure you're understanding what you're giving up or you could possibly, um, what you possibly could be like missing out on. You put in all that work, all those years and had that man's children and you not married to him. Something happened to him. His mama gets to make the decisions on what happens to you in your home. Couldn't be me, but that's me. Um. <clears throat> Miss Debbie says it's even one of the Ten Commandments: Thou shalt not commit adultery. God knows why He made a holy law for a self-destruct. It's a self-destructive lifestyle. Okay, Sydney says, "Yep, I know a man who had a side chick and babies, and they were not, and they were hot when the wife was the only voice that mattered." Oh yeah, and and the burial instructions, <laughs> the wife. The money, the wife. Y'all, I'm not just making this up. This is real life. This is ain't, this ain't fairy tales. The wedding and all of that, that's the fairy tale. You know, that's your dream come true. When you get the wedding and the dress and all of that's cute. That's a day. That's a couple days, a couple months of planning. That's a day. But don't get hit, don't get hooked up. So, okay, we talked about adultery. And let's talk about take a divorce because somebody asked about divorce. You have heard the law say that a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. 
That's what he said. That's old, old school. A man used to be able to divorce his wife by just saying, hey, I want to be divorced, right? But I say that the man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman is also committing adultery. So that's something else to consider. They're saying that if you remarry, that person still committing adultery, which is dang jacked up. Every wife should be on the deed in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you are married, you should be on that deed. But you technically by law don't have to be. I think I'm not a lawyer. Double check that. But if, if you're married to that person, you're next of kin. You get everything that that person gives, uh, gives you. And even in court, if you don't have a prenup. Okay, so let's talk about the, okay, so we talk, let's talk about, let's talk about the vows and let's talk about revenge. Remember, we talked about the revenge part. Okay, so here's taking vows. You have also heard that our ancestors were told you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vow you made to the Lord. But I say, this is what Jesus is saying. Do not make any vows. Jesus is saying, I say, don't make any vows. Do not say by heaven because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by earth because that's that earth is his footstool. You see, okay, reading this, you see why I di differentiate God and Jesus. Jesus is not calling himself God. I know Christian church has taught us that. Jesus is not calling himself God. So my mind cannot wrap my mind around putting them two together. That's just logically. I just need people to understand why I don't do that. Anyways, back to the reading. <laughs> my bad, y'all. It says, um, he says, but I say, this is Jesus. Do not make any vows by heaven because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by earth because that earth is his footstool. And it says, and I do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can't turn your own hair gray. Or, uh, white or black, excuse me. It says you can't turn your hair white or black naturally, of course, not by, you know, chemicals. Just simply say, yes, I will or no, I won't. Anything beyond that is evil. It says anything beyond this is a form of the evil one because he knows you're not going to keep it. Okay. So I was always, after reading that, I was like, oh, if I ever get married, I'm not saying anything. I'm going to make a speech on how much I love this person, but you just say yes or no. Yes, I will marry you. No, I won't. According to the Bible, but do what y'all do. Okay. It says, John 1 and 1 says, Jesus is God because he is the word, but carry on. <laughs> and yes, to each their own, to each their own. But do you see why I separated though? I just want people to understand that logically is why I separate. Because he speaks. We don't ever really hear God speak. Um, Jesus speak. I don't know. That's just, that's logically why it makes sense. But I understand. I understand why. And thank you. I'll go read that. I'll go. Actually, let's go to John one and one real quick because I don't want to. Let me see. Let me. I might be teaching me something. Let's see. We're gonna come back to this, but I just want. I want to do it for my own self. I don't want to be no hypocrite. Let's see what John one and one says. John one and one says, "In the beginning of the word, beginning the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. 
He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness. Is this John 101? Yeah. And the darkness can never exist. Why? Where is they, they the same? That ain't what that says. <laughs> that is not what that says, y'all. It says in the beginning of the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. That does not say that they are the same. He existed in the beginning. And, and that's why y'all let me know. I'm, just, I'm not a hey, I'm not a preacher, no teacher. I just read. Y'all let me know. That ain't what that says. Lola. <laughs> oh, it says, you said keep reading. Oh, dang, I done missed my place. Child. Lola said, keep reading, child. Keep reading. Okay, I'm going to read that on my, I got to read that on my own. Because that is not what this says. Is that in the Old Testament? Because I'm reading and I do not say that they are the same. I got to read the whole scripture. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Okay. The next day, John saw Jesus coming through. Okay, I got to read that on my own. Because I want to, I do want to read Matthew. We ain't got that much time. All right, I will read it, Lola. Thank you. <laughs> Lola said, keep reading, child. You, you just read a little piece. You ain't even read the whole thing. All right, let's get back to, uh, we were talking about marriage and we were talking, where is Percy? Has Percy came in and also read Elijah 6 and 9 and 6? Okay, I need to write that down. I'm gonna go back to the uh, super chat when we're done. Dang, y'all done missed, missed Matthew. Okay, here we go, Matthew. I'm going to go back and read both of those. John 1 and 1 and uh, it's okay. We don't got to debate, y'all. I, I want everybody to, I love that we are reading and I love that we are finding out for ourselves. I love that. Yes, Percy, come to the front. Where you at? Because Percy, watch this be the day Percy don't come. It's okay, y'all. It, everybody read and interpret what they read. I didn't read that right then, but it's okay. I'm going to go back and read it. And see and, and see and see what you guys are seeing. Because maybe you guys are seeing something different than me. But I, I separate, but it's okay. Doesn't matter. I think God knows, God knows, and he'll he'll tell me when 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 to hush. All right, so let's talk about so we talked about the vows, we talked about divorce, we talked about adultery. Let's talk about it says the teachings about revenge. Remember, I always tell you, don't get God got y'all. It says, You have heard the law say the punishment must match the the injury. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say, Jesus, do not resist, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer you, offer the other cheek also. Now, I hear you, Jesus, but I'm not about to be getting slapped all around. If you are sued, <laughs> if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. I said, hold on, Jesus, you're doing too much. If <laughs> If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it for two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. That's very interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There's another thing that I want. Where is where is Percy when you need him? Uh, there was one more thing in Matthew about because we somebody asked about uh Somebody asked about marriage or whatever. All right. I think we we hit that. 
Yeah, I hope he comes back because it would be Percy ain't here today. What else are y'all saying? Let's go in the comments. Um, she Amber said, just imagine if we saw a married man or a woman walk around and they had one hand, we would know. Oof, <laughs> we already know what happened. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. But that's why we can't intertwine. That's why I say, hey, leave married folks alone. Leave married because that's it's deeper than just a relationship. There is there's definitely a title. There's definitely uh there's definitely and then people will be like, oh, I don't care about titles. I, that's a that's those are lies, you guys. Men definitely care about titles. Don't let a man lie to you and tell you he does not care about a title. There's a reason why they have titles. Your girl, woman, my woman, my girl, my whatever, my baby mom, all of that till a man matters. And he can say he doesn't. That's just so he can just do whatever he wants to do and he can string you along. But he absolutely matters because I don't care if a man does not like his wife. He will. That's my wife. Y'all seen it in every Tyler Perry movie. They really go hard for their wives, even if they don't like them, even if they don't like them, even if they're cheating on them. Let their wife go around sleeping with somebody else. They going to feel some type of way. They are going to feel some type of way, regardless if they like their woman or into somebody else, it don't matter. The wife always prevails in most cases. So don't let them, uh, don't let these men be out here fooling y'all or telling y'all uh, what they don't want and what they don't care about. Yes, they do. Um, a lot of people, a lot of pastors are teaching remarriage. It's a shame. I don't know. I don't know. I have to pray about that one. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor, so I don't know. I have no idea. Another grounds for uh, for divorce is if they are an unbeliever. If an unbeliever part uh, partner separates, let it be so that they may not be enslaved. God has called you to peace. Now, this is interesting because I've actually read the opposite in the Bible. What is this? Corinthians seven and five, seven fifteen. I've also read the opposite, though, that if you are married to a non-believer, that you're supposed to stick it out. Um, OK, so this is Corinthians six. And how did this become Bible study? Y'all, this is hilarious. Corinthians six and verse 14. Seven and fifth. So you said seven and 15. Let's read seven and 15 real quick. As scripture said, those who gather have a lot. I have nothing left over. I think wrong. I know what you meant. It's right here. It's six and 14. So it says the temple of the living God. It says, don't team up with those who are, who are unbelievers. How can the righteous, how can righteous be partnered with wickedness? How can the light live in, with the darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can the believers be partners with an unbeliever? And what union can be between God's temple and, and idols for those, for we are the temple of the living God. And that could be a few things. That could be friendships. Let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our spirit. But see, we got to be careful with this because this is basically saying, hey, y'all shouldn't be rocking with those folks. Y'all shouldn't be even dabbling with those folks. But I will be careful with that because that's when you that's when we jump into judgmental territory. That's when you get the people like, I don't fool with them. It's like you could still not rock with them and still be like, hey, teach their own. I don't believe in it. I don't hang out with y'all. 
But you know what I mean? That's a slippery slope. And and, and we're called to love thy neighbor as we love ourselves, right? So we got to be very careful that um, we got to be just very careful. Sydney says, my cousins had the final say when my uncle passed away a few months ago. Everyone else and their opinions had to hut. Exactly. Absolutely. Let's see what else. Where is where is Percy? <laughs> um, Sydney says, so you so you know how to how you can uh, give someone the rights to speak on your behalf and make decisions. That's how I will see it in my mind with G God and Jesus. Jesus is God when he is humble and won't fit. I like that. I can see that. That's that's to me more so what I examine in my mind and how it works for me. Um, That's how I find it too. Like he's speaking for him. He's definitely connected. I definitely believe in the entire story. I just don't believe they're the same. Like some people believe that he, like when they pray to God, that they pray and, and God said he's a jealous God. So I just try to differentiate just to be care, just in case. Because Jesus didn't say he's a, a jealous God. God said he's a jealous God. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's why I'd be like, just in case. Uh, let's see. Somebody assigned Percy to this homework. <laughs> uh, Chevy's Chev says, excuse my tardies. Good morning. So good morning. We have now gotten into a discussion. We jumped into the Bible. And we are discussing, um, we've discussed marriage and not taking vows and uh, how we are supposed to not, you know, date married people and and how people, you know, we've just been talking about a whole lot. We've been talking about a whole lot, Chev. I forgot to add John 10 and tw tw 20, 22 to 30 uh, to list the verse that you need to read on your own time. Okay. So. Do I have my phone? Let's see. I'm gonna put that in my phone. So I got some, I got some, y'all gave me some homework. And you know what? I love this because <clears throat> this is how we learn. I don't, I don't, I don't argue about certain things. I love that you guys have and know, and I'm, I'm here to learn too. I'm here. We're both here to learn from each other. I am not no preacher. I did not go to school for this. Oh, there you go. Yes, we did. We called you to the front purse. <laughs> Hold on, let me write these scriptures down. I see you, Percy. Finally, was waiting on you. We was calling you. Where was you at? Uh, Corinthians. Let me write these verses down so I could go read on my own time. Y'all go read it too for yourselves. And anytime people tell you what the Bible says, always say, "Hey, what scripture is that?" And go read it because everybody's interpretation is their is their is different. The the one we just read in Corinthians. For me, I think of friendship. I don't think of uh, of of a husband, even though it kind of falls in the same thing. I think of, oh, hanging around people. You know what I mean? So everybody's interpretation is very different. So anytime somebody says, oh, this is what this says, always go read it for yourselves. And like Lola said, keep reading because they, they might get that one verse right. But what does that verse say after that? Just like they say, well, I should sh submit to their husbands. They always forget husbands. You have to love your wives as Christ loves the church. People forget that part. Don't nobody want to be talking about the next verse, but I appreciate all of your, uh, all of the, the, the love and, and pointing me in the right direction and helping me out. Cause I'm, I'm still learning. So I appreciate that, but let's, let's y'all Percy here. Okay. Percy, first of all, thank you for the super chat. And yes, you just woke up. You late. We needed you this morning. All right. So I forgot what, why do we call Percy y'all? <laughs> 
Come on, person. Cindy said, child, look who it is. Person. <laughs> he woke up. Yeah, we was talking about you. Your ears must have been burning. Your ears must have been burning, Percy. Okay, y'all, remind me why we was calling for Percy. We talking about, um, oh, 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 I remember. I remember Matthew. Okay, remember Percy when we were talking about men, men failed the test, right? We were talking about men failing the test and why it is very important for men to get a lot of sexual discipline. We're going to go back to Matthew real quick. Right, right, Lola. They sure do. They be want to pick and choose, huh? Um. Here you go, Matt. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to Matthew for Percy. We're going to go back. We should make you go do your homework and go look it up. We ain't gonna, I ain't going to do you like that today because I want to read it to you. Ah, we were like, where's Percy at? Where's Matthew? Y'all, and that's one thing I don't know is the, um, I do not know the order. I missed that day of Bible study when people knew, like, learned the order of the Bible. I, I don't know where I was. I ain't learned that. That's why I don't, when the preacher be like, turn to, and I be struggling. I be like, well, I got to go to the. I got to go to the front, look at the, the page. Was it, what is it called? The table of contents. <laughs> All right. So here, here's Percy. This is for you. We read this this morning. All right. We're talking about, uh, we talked about adultery today. And remember we were talking about how, um, how I always tell, I always say that men fail the test because they're so lustful and they need more sexual discipline. We'll hear this out in the Bible, right? So it's, this is teaching. This is Matthew. This is Matthew. Is this first Matthew? This is the first first thing New Testament, Matthew um, 27, uh, 5 and 27. I believe this is 5. Yeah, 5 and 27 says, you have heard the commandment said uh, you must not commit adultery. This is Jesus talking to the people, right? He says, but I say anyone who even looks, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye even if your if your eye even your good eye causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose a part of your body than for you for your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your hand even is even your strong hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body be thrown into hell. Now I don't know if Jesus was serious. I don't know if it was just he was just, you know, being facetious or he was just being extreme or just giving an example of of the situation. But that's how serious men should be taking. Like cheating and lusting, like we've given men such a free pass to do whatever they want to do. Which women, we got to stop that crap. The only reason they do it is because we got side chicks that are cool with it. We got wives that are cool with it. If y'all watch P Valley, prime example, um, you know, and I get that every woman doesn't want a man to be, you know, all bunkered down and stuff. But men have to practice more sexual discipline. It is imperative for you guys to practice sexual discipline, not only for your soul, according to the Bible, but it, 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 men who have too many women or a lot of women are very unfocused. They got too much time on their hands. If you ask me, a man should be busy creating and, and doing his legacy and doing God's work and, and, and forming a business or something. Right. But if you got all of these women, or if you're able to cheat and able to, you're unfocused. First of all, see, uh, semen, uh, 
that's so nasty, y'all. Um, it's not, but it's it's fact. But retaining that and not just giving it out all the time, y'all have a lot of power. And you, and if you give it away, just willy nilly with, you know, watching uh, exclusive content, explicit content, um, just over over stimulation in that area causes a lot of men. That's why I, I that's why I personally feel like a lot of men are not as ambitious as women to be a hundred percent honest. Like if we look statistically, men are less educated. Men are less, um, they're making less money in certain areas and certain sectors. When it comes to certain things, there's less opportunities being handed to men. And I think it's a lack of focus. And the lack of focus is because if you're focused on chasing tail all the time, or when you're going to get your next, you know, whatever you you're you're not focused on your mission you're not focused on your purpose and a lot of men are not focused on that they're focused on how many women can they get how how can they get the biggest chain so they can flex in and all of this garbage and stuff that does not matter hello creating sexual ties and transmitted demons and hello hello somebody um and men also don't get tested frequently enough Okay, so this is why I do not allow that double standard in my relationship. I refuse or in any relationship because one, a man would never allow it. A man would never allow it. So I think that it's very, very disgusting when we allow them to do these things because you're bringing back energy. The other woman's trauma is actually very spiritual, y'all. It's not just you are having sex with somebody's soul. It's not just a, a good time and a fun time. I think media has watered it down. It is very important. Um, yes, I'm working on sexual discipline. I'm much better than I was in my 20s. I was crazy in my 20s. Now I'm able to see long term. I'm glad you grew up. Welcome to the club. No, I'm just kidding. No judgment here, but... Um, <clears throat> I appreciate that. But it doesn't say that you could get divorced. I got to keep reading, Miss Debbie. It doesn't say that you could get divorced under those circumstances, those pretenses. It says that you should pick and choose wisely the first time. Because once you're married, you can't just not, because you knew they were an unbeliever before you got married to them. So you cannot be married and be like, oh, you're not a non, you're a non-believer. To me, God got way more common sense than that. He's going to be like, well, why did you marry him in the first place? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that that's not. I don't think that that's it. They gave women two outs, death and adultery. Um, Percy said, this is a good topic. Can you do a part two? What we'll do is I'll stay on a little longer after people, uh, for those who, who, who have time, who can stick around, who are working from home. For those of you who have to go to work, I'm sorry. Y'all have a beautiful blessed day. We're going to carry on with this conversation. Um, but I believe this is very important. And I think most men or more men need to do this. They need to. It, 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 you have to you have to get, gain discipline in this area. And I believe if we got young men at a very young age and told them the right way, they would be better off instead of just allowing your sons to sleep with whoever, handing them to women a lot of times more prematurely than they're supposed to be like. That's crazy to me that men take their sons or take their nephews or take whomever and give them to prostitutes. 
Could you imagine what psychological damage that does? Or if a, if a boy is under the age and you hand him to a grown woman, this grown woman is doing all types of crazy stuff to him. Psychologically, what do you think is going to happen to this boy and how is he going to respect women? Makes absolutely no sense, right? So if we taught them at a young age that, hey, this is what sex really is. This is what how you uh, cater to a woman properly. And this is what you should be looking out for before you engage in this. This is a deeper. I understand that you have a lot of hormones right now, but it's a it's deeper. Like I, if I have sons, they're going to know it is way more than the physical act. They're going to know it's spiritual. They're going to know it is. Um, they're just going to have way more knowledge about it. They're going to know that, hey, you you can get tied to this person. You're, they're going to know that you can create life. Like not just, oh, don't get pregnant, don't get her pregnant. No, it's deeper. Y'all, pregnancy is or, or conceiving a child is the only way you can open the spiritual portal to the world. The only way. Unless y'all know another way, I don't. There's no other way. So it's deeper than that, y'all. You stay on long. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay on a little longer today since this is a, this is a really good topic. Uh, royalty says many people don't choose wisely the first time. Also, many have married people who God never ordained on. Come on, some come on, royalty ordained and outside of, uh, of his will. For their lives, there's no place outside of God's will. It just jacks us up. It jacks us up. When we do not do God's will in our lives, it jacks us up, y'all. It jacks us up. Good morning. You good morning, Ross. You came on a good day because we normally end around this time. We're going to keep it going. For those of you who have to go to work, I love you. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. For those of you who got time to stick around this morning, we're going to keep talking. So we've been reading the Bible. We've been talking about adultery. We've been talking about um, curving our sexual desires. And, um, you know, all these things, all of these things, all of the things. Uh, Sydney says, yes, I am talking I'm I'm talking to give my son and daughters the same information. People take it as a joke or casual thing. And that's messed up a lot of folks. Absolutely. I wish I wouldn't have thought it was so casual. I wish I would have gotten a better conversation than just, you know, be safe. Don't have sex. You can get pregnant. Like if my mom and she didn't know these things to do this, right? A lot of people don't have these tools in their toolbox. So it's nobody's fault. It was just the times we were in. But I wish somebody would have sat me down and, was, and said, um, and said, you know what? Look, this is how important it is. This is why it should be special. This is why, you know, you should really wait as long as you can. Um, you want to be emotionally ready. You want to be mentally ready. You want to be physically ready. When I had sex, I was not physically, emotionally, or spiritually ready for any of that, you know? And I don't want them to think that it's a horrible thing to do or that their desires are not natural. It's very natural, but you have to learn to discipline them. Just like stealing might be natural to people. You have to discipline that act. Um, 
you know, doing wrong might be natural and easier, but you have to discipline yourself. And then here's the things to look out for. Here's the things that you should be, that you should want. This is the things that you should factor in before giving your body to somebody. They should cherish you. Should They should honor you. They should love you and, and, and pour into my children so much self-esteem that they're able to walk away from anybody that does not like that. But we don't fill up our kids with self-esteem. We allow social media to raise them. We allow, you know, we don't pour into them in certain ways. And so they go seeking what they're, they're lacking at home, you know, in other areas. At least that's what happened to me. You know, my dad wasn't around. I love him now, but he wasn't around when I was a kid for what, you know, the reasons of him and my mom or whatever the case may be. So I, I was out in the world looking for the love that I wanted, I needed from my father. Does that make sense? And that happens to so many people. So I hate when people like frivolously talk about daddy issues as if it's something to take lightly. Like nobody asked for that. You don't, you don't grow up and ask to not be raised by the parents that created you. You don't ask for the the trauma and, and the bad decisions that come with that life and the seeking outside of yourself. You know, nobody asked for that. So I hate when people just use it and men use it as a dagger. Like there's so many men on the internet who talk to me and other women who try to educate women on, on loving themselves and, and setting those boundaries. And they just use that as a dagger. Like you, you grew up without a father. It's like, that's not anything to like, are you evil or are you evil? Like, if you know the pain that comes with that growing up without either parent, that's not anything to just throw in somebody's face. It's not cool. There's a lot of pain and trauma that comes behind that. That's just like saying, oh, your mom's a crackhead. Ugh. Like, what? Are you dumb? Like, <laughs> like, that's not cool. Anybody that's grown up with a parent that's on, that was on drugs went through so much trauma. That's not okay. So if y'all see it, I would I stick up for people. I don't like that type of talk, you know, and it's not, and I'm not telling anybody to get into it with nobody on the internet or fight for them or anything like that. But there is a way where we could like, you know, that that's real evil. That's not cool. Talking to them like that. That's not cool. Like why, like we wouldn't stick around and let somebody get bullied. You know, why would, why would we be passive with something like that? And for the men, especially Sydney, since you dabble in the, like, you know, that side, Sydney, well, not Sydney, excuse me, Percy, what I love about Percy, Percy hears all sides. Percy goes into the manosphere and Percy also listens to women. I think Percy is going to be, a, he's a very he should be a very knowledgeable person at this time. Don't know you personally, but because I see you in different forums and on different platforms and, and you hear people out a lot, you have a wealth of knowledge from both sides. But when I would, I would, I would, I would ask you as a man who does appreciate women and does listen to beautiful, intelligent women on a consistent basis, that when you see stuff like that, you hold your, your brothers accountable. Hey, that's not cool. Don't talk to her like that. Because they are quick to be like bees and this is why and you're going to be. And it's just like at this point it's stupid, but that's how some people are. Thank you again for the super chat, Percy. So he says, Brittany, these two uh, verses changed my life about women and life. Proverbs, Proverbs said that he who loves pleasure shall be a poor man. Ooh. And someone else said, don't give your strength to a woman. Love that. Love that. And for sure, the man who loves pleasure should be poor. Cause look at the look at the strip clubs. They just get a money away. Just give it. Just 
And I'm not, you know, I used to, I used to like them. They've gotten a little lazy in my personal opinion. I used to go. And it's just like, eh, now it's botched bodies and no talent in my personal opinion. Like when you, if you watch P Valley, those women who do work on the pole, that's talent. That takes, that's a sport. That ain't what them girls are doing in Atlanta. I'm telling you, the P Valley is a show. They are putting on a show. That's how it used to be. They don't do that no more. <laughs> These girls are lazy, walking around, shaking a leg, ain't doing nothing. And so you're you're wasting your money on what? You ain't even getting a show no more. <laughs> no, stealing for some people is second nature. It is. You ever heard of a, a kleptomaniac? Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney says, yep, you don't have to act on every desire you have. You don't. We And we shouldn't. We shouldn't act on every desire we have. You know how much I desire to swipe my card every time I go into a luxury store or every time I go into Sephora or every time I go to Target? It's called self-discipline. Women, I feel like we have to be disciplined with our money because we're emotional and we want things. And we're like, ooh, we don't have like the same need of sexual discipline as men. I feel like if a woman wants sexual discipline, it's a lot easier to curb that appetite personally. We may have uh, discipline areas and maybe self-esteem or spending money or um, giving our time and attention to things that don't matter. Maybe for men, I think for men, it, the, the, the bar has been set so low and I love, I, I follow six, the goddess. I don't know if you guys watch her. She did. Um, she did uh, a live the other day and said something so profound. She was like, men are so easy these days. They have zero standards. They will sleep with anything and anyone, even if they don't like the woman, even if they don't like the, what the woman looks like. And if you think about that, it's been so normalized that we're like, oh, that's just how men are. If you think about it, that is disgusting. Because if women had those standards, we'd be called all types of stuff, right? We'd be called all types of stuff. But for a man, that's, that's okay. And that's not. It's nasty. Like no standard. You don't even like this woman. You don't even like how she looks. So you, okay. So in order for, okay. After being grown, right. There's a, there's a level. I would say under the age of 20 to 25. That it can be rather easy to take advantage of a woman and sleep with her or say what you need to say to get her. But for the most part, you have to do something in order for a woman to feel comfortable enough to sleep with you. Either you have to be buying her drinks, paying her attention, calling her, texting her something. And depending on her self-esteem level and depending on how much she knows about herself and knows about life to let you in. Enter. So you mean, so you finesse this woman that you do not like or do not care about. You've, you've had to say something nice to her in order to sleep with her. So you have zero. So you're a liar too. That's the things I think about. Because if you're sleeping with women that you don't like or you don't find attractive, how did you even get in her bed? Because if you treated her the way that you really felt, I'm sure you wouldn't get 50 feet within her bedroom. Unless she just didn't have any self-esteem. But I've seen people that are not cute with all the self-esteem in the world. So what are we talking Make it make sense. You know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about? Um, Rosie says we need to think and make good God. Um, 
engineered choices. Hello. Because we are born looking like our parents, but die looking like our decision. If we don't follow God's plan. I'm just going to let this marinate. I'm going to let this marinate. She said, because we are born looking like our parents, but we die looking like our decisions. Y'all ever seen somebody just look like they had a rough life? They just had a rough life, y'all. Drugs and alcohol or just stuff. Ooh, come on, Rosie. Marjorie said, yes, Rosie. (laughs) Ungodly soul ties are real. You become connected to everyone you sleep with. Now, I disagree. I don't think we're connected to everyone we sleep with. I definitely feel like you connect to everybody that you've had a baby with, whether you conceive the child or not. That to me is a, a real soul tie. I okay, somebody in the somebody tell me where soul ties are in the Bible. Because I hear a lot about soul ties, right? But I've never read about it. I've heard man talk about soul ties. And I and I personally believe, and this is my personal opinion. I don't know. Marjorie, you could be correct. But what I feel like people tie themselves to people on their minds and their emotions more so than soul. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you're tied to everybody's sleep with, but I do believe that you are tied to everybody that you've had you've you've conceived a child with. For my own, if you guys are my Patreon subscribers, y'all know. Go watch the last video if you are on my Patreon. If you are subscribed to my Patreon, link down below, you already know what I'm talking about. The person I talked about, I believe I'm soul tied to him. I truly believe that. If you guys know, you know. If you're a part of my Patreon squad, you already know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then y'all got some videos to catch up on. Um, I, I uploaded one yesterday or uh, on the 24th on my birthday. If you're not a part of Patreon, you're missing out on some on some real good uh, conversation. But I don't believe. Let me know what y'all think. I don't believe that. Not everyone. But I do believe it's possible to be tied to somebody mentally and emotionally. Um, Chef says, right. Why would you uh, shake someone for growing up without a father? So sad. Exactly. Like you had a choice in all that. Like you were the one that said, hey, dad, go away. Like, you know what I mean? But people always do that. And it's so stupid to me. It's just it's it, it's it's just not cool. Miss Deb says deep. Uh, they're not living up to their ambition because of sexual distraction. No, for real. It's and it's easy. Like imagine, imagine like if the devil knows all I got to do is distract you with some with a woman. Oh, that's easy, girl. Go. There's a lot of people that are not tied to the Lord, y'all. We have these conversations. We talk about these things and I'm not judging anybody because everybody is on their journey at a different time. It's by the grace of God. Thank you for my grandmothers. Why I have a connection with God the way I do. That's why they say raise children young. We all, when y'all have these kids, y'all should be talking to them about the Bible. Y'all should be taking them to church. I know y'all probably don't want to go to church. If I had a child, I would be going to a church. I would be putting a Bible in their hand. I'd be talking to them about God. I'd have them read the Bible and ask them questions. What do you think? What do you interpret yourself? I'd have them in those environments because when you grow up, even if you stray, you will be back. But if you don't grow up with it, I feel like the struggle could be harder. Or you could be more susceptible to the garbage that's in the world because you don't have any spiritual protection. You don't have a spiritual foundation. You don't have anything to come back to. No matter how far I strayed, I always had God and the Bible to come back to. 
And there's been stints in my life where I was heavy in it. If y'all can see, I've highlighted and I ain't picked up and really been studying for a long time. But this Bible is filled with notes and highlights and all types of stuff. You know what I mean? But I had I was raised in that. I was raised. And I feel like that's it's super important for you guys to raise, especially if you have sons. Look, son, this is what the world is going to tell you a man is. This might even be what your father tells you what a man is, but this is what God says a man is. So at least he has the information because I do believe if we have children and we do not tell them about God, if we do not give them that spiritual foundation, when you die, I think God will hold you accountable. But that's me. I don't know. That's my personal belief. So if I had children, that would be something that I would be firm with. And not in the way that we were raised, like, oh, if you do this, you're going to hell. I don't like that rhetoric because it doesn't work. Personally, but I would love them. I'd have them read what the Bible says and then we would talk about it. Well, what do you think? This is what I think. But this is what the Bible says. This is what God has called us and commanded us to do. So at the end of the day, and I would just talk to them and walk them through that. And then have them in church so that they at least can have a foundation. And I know I like church from home personally. I don't you ain't got to worry about parking. You ain't got to sit through no boring praise and worship because praise and worship to me is boring now. I, I miss the old school praise and worship. It's just different. I used to go when I because I used to go. I started going to predominantly white churches and I would always come late so I could skip their praise and worship. To me, it's just not Christian rock is just not my thing. I just, I'm not into it. I don't I don't get connected with God in that way. I love me some Kirk Franklin. I need me some Yolanda Adams. I'm old school when it comes to how I like to praise and worship, right? So even if I did not like that, I would still bring them because I feel like it's very important for kids to have that foundation and remember, but that's me. Um, let's see. Um, let's see where we at. Uh, Sydney says it's always the ones who don't. Sydney, Sydney, sit down, Sydney. <laughs> On the podcast, if you are listening, Sydney says it's always the ones who don't exfoliate, clean under their nails, wear lotion, who have the most to say. Sydney, go sit down. Go to go to timeout. <laughs> I can't stand Sydney. Sydney, go sit down somewhere. Stop. <laughs> Y'all got me going today. Mm, mm, mm. This is too funny. It's too early for this, Sydney. Sydney, you are a Let me check my calendar, make sure I ain't got no clients coming. Okay, I got a client at 10, so we got some time. Lexi, I got you at 10 o'clock. Okay. No botch bodies and no talent. No, I'm so serious. I used to really enjoy the strip club when I was young. Like, I thought it was fun because I used to like what they did on P-Valley. I liked all the pole work. Like, that's a talent. I'm not that strong. I can't do all them flips and tricks up there. I thought that that was, it's, and in some cases to me, it's beautiful, depending on the setting. There's a girl that I follow on Instagram. She's not a, she's not an exotic dancer, um, but she does pole work. I think it's just so beautiful that a woman's body can move like that. It's sensual. I'm grown. So, you know, but when I've been recently, that's what I've saw, botched bodies and no talent. Like they're not doing anything anymore. So you, when you go as a man, you're just throwing away your money. Personal opinion. And teach their own, y'all. I'm not a preacher, no teachers, okay? 
So teach their own. D.A.D. said God places the law in our hearts. We know right from wrong. Yeah, but some people, when you're not raised properly, when you're not raised right and wrong and what God says and what the world says, it could be very confusing. No, a hundred percent, Lola. Like, let's keep it a buck. This was not news, right? This was not news. Like when women were like, oh my gosh, men sleep with women they don't like. We've been knew this. We've known this since high school, middle school. We know this. The problem is, is the ill behind, like you don't have standard as a man. Okay, women, let's, let's, let's keep it a buck. I know we're different. I'm not trying to say that we're the same, right? But women are held to the standard that you're only supposed to sleep with exclusive people. You're only supposed to open your legs up to top notch. Like we have all these high standards and men's standards are in hell. Make it make sense. But we're expected to pick one of y'all. Our standards are supposed to be up here, right? Extra selective, extra cautious, no bodies on us, right? We're supposed to have like... Two, you tell the man two, he freaks out. <laughs> and y'all standards are in the, in the, in, in hell. Make it make sense, men. Make it make sense. Lola says one of my guy family members said that uh, they have a, if they have a nice booty without physically being attractive, he would sleep with them. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, and he old, I know. I know it's some perverts. I know. No. Uh, people get the soul tie from David and Jonathan. That was a good one. But if there's good, there's bad. What? Tell me what scripture it is. David and Jonathan. Tell me. That's in the. Let me know. Please let me know what scripture. If y'all got a scripture, please let me know. Oh, let me go down to Percy. I'd have missed a whole lot. Um, thank you for the super chat, Percy. My first time going to a strip club, dad was a preacher. I thought no one would find out, but one of my church girls was, <laughs> oh no, oh no. Hmm. Percy ain't tell a business. Elvis says, amen, Brady, my spiritual understanding and early childhood instructed instruction from church life gives me a firmer foundation and stands on this stand as a storm of life. Thank God for my, for prayers. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lola. I like Lola say, I got the scriptures girl. Don't worry about it. If you want to see it, I, I let you know, please do. If you guys have any scriptures for soul ties, let me know because I've heard people talk about it, but I've never heard I've never seen it in the Bible. <laughs> Cindy got to go sit down. Uh, Miss Debbie says, soul tie. No. Oh, who? Hello. Corinthians 6 and 16. Know ye not he is joined with a harlot and is one body for two shall become one flesh. That's not a soul tie, though. That's not what people be talking about. Let me go. Corinthians 6. Thank you. See, and that's why I say y'all got to read it for yourself because everybody's interpretation is different. Corinthians 6 and 16. Okay, I see avoid sexual sin. Okay, let's read avoid sexual sin because I got that highlighted. I read that a long time ago. Oh, child. Instructions on marriage. So if anybody wants instructions on marriage, I got it all underlined. Instructions on marriage is Corinthians 7. 
Okay, so let's let's try this. Avoid sexual sin. You say because I need the, I need the uh, living translation. I need the new uh, living translation. I can't go back to um. What is it called? Uh, the, the, what is it called? The new the new uh. Y'all know the King James. I can't do King James. Keep thy thou. Uh, let's go. Okay, so this is the living translation. This is Corinthians six and twelve. Okay, so it says you you say I am allowed to do anything. But but not everything is good for you. Don't we say that all the time? Just because you should don't mean you can't. No, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Thank you, Miss Debbie. So it says you say and men listen up, man. You say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. Even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food must must make uh, was made for the stomach. And the stomach made for food. It is true, though someday God will God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. Men, y'all need to go to church and open your Bible. Okay, it says, but you can say that our bodies were made for sexual immor- immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. That's why we got all these diseases. God is like, y'all, okay, so AIDS wasn't, I put AIDS and all of this stuff behind the scenes, monkeypox, <laughs> in my personal opinion. He like, y'all, y'all still out here wilding? I done gave y'all this, this, this to slow y'all down and y'all still out here tripping. All right, cool. Boom. That's what my personal beliefs are. I don't know if that's true. That's me. I'm not. I'm not speaking for God. I'm. That's just me. I said, okay, but you can't say that our bodies were made by sex for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares for your for our bodies. And God will rise will raise us from the dead by His power, just as He raised our Lord from the from the dead. All right. So this is fifteen. Do you don't you realize that your bodies are actually part of Christ? Should man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it with a prostitute? So when men take their sons and their son's first experience is with a prostitute. What? It says never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her body? Oh, okay. Well. Oh, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. I see what you mean. I see what you, I see we're all going. I see what you mean. Okay, let's let's go back. <laughs> and you don't okay, and don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her body? For the scripture says, here we go, y'all. This is what we this is what we're talking about with the soul tie. The two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No one, no other sin so clearly, clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? They getting greasy in the Bible. Don't you realize (laughs) you do not belong to yourself. 
For God brought you with with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Or you must honor God with your body. And then it goes into marriage. Okay. Okay, so, so let's just keep reading just a little bit more. Now, regarding the question you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations. But because there are so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. So basically, the reason why we should get married is to not sin against ourselves. Oh, my gosh. I read that. It is highlighted a long time ago, but I never like clicked and, and clicked. And here you go, little nasty block. No, you would go get a life. <laughs> you up here spamming people with your nastiness. Anyway, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. What is wrong with you? You too. It's nine thirty in the morning, and you up here being nasty on the internet. Go get go go get a job, little robot. Go make your own channel. I blocked them too. You little nasty. We up here talking. Look at, see how the devil work. See when you're doing the Lord's work, how the devil just come out and just be all nasty and things. Go sit down, little nasty. Anyways, I never, I, okay. So that's why you got to read the Bible for yourself. And that's why you have to read it at different stages in your life. Because I never, I read it. Look, it's highlighted. I done read it before. I read it before, but it hit different today. Okay. I see what you guys mean. But we were made to get married so that we wouldn't engage in sexual sin. So we wouldn't be out here wilding. So you have one person to do all the nasty stuff you want to do with. You ain't got to go to Becky, Susie, Lucy, and Floozy. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's why. Mm, mm, mm. I thought marriage was for, for something else. Marriage is for sex. Marriage is for sex. Oh, my God. And then it goes on. If you are married, I would definitely read the seven because it says don't deprive each other from sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sex and intimacy. But this is talking about marriage at, for a limited time so that you can give yourselves to complete complete to prayer. Yeah, it says don't go too long without having uh, sex in your marriage. But that's marriage. I did not know that. Marriage was made for sex. Oh, look at you helping us out. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> ah, what verse was that again? Right. We talk about God and here they come, huh, Brandy? Um, this was Corinthians 7, no, 6 and 12. Corinthians 6 and 12. And then it goes into anything about marriage and sex is uh, Corinthians 7. And it's a long too. That's a whole, it's a whole lot of meat and potatoes. In this one, I've read this through and through. Y'all see my little my little outlines. I'm going to read that. I'm not married, so maybe it don't matter. Um, oh, OK. Remember we talked about earlier. I don't know if she's still on. Who was talking about this? Um, who's still on? And if a Christian woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. Remember I talked about that? Remember we were talking about how like we how how we're not supposed to mix with non-believers. It says cuz you God like you already knew he wasn't a believer when you got with him. Why are you trying to switch up now, okay? It says that's why we have to that's why dating is so important. I talk about that on my Patreon. Y'all should be subscribing to my Patreon. 
it says, and if a Christian woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, okay, if he is continued to living with her, she must not leave him for the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage. So if you done shacked up, if you already done linked up with a non-believer child, you got to stay with him because you knew he was a non-believer before y'all got together. Don't be mad because James ain't going to church now. James wasn't going to church when he was dating. James ain't going to church, child. You just keep praying that one day he go to church. And then sometimes um, he will, depending if that's what he is called to do. Um, Lola says, why don't you like the King James? I know it's complicated. <laughs> exactly. I be like, child, because I get mixed up. I can't even pay attention to the message because I'm trying to think about what he's talking about. I can't even, the message can't even hit the same because I got to read it five times. I just, that's why I like the living translation. But sometimes what I do for real, for real, y'all, to stop playing so much is I'll go back from the new living translation and King James. And I'll kind of like, because every translation is different a little bit. Like they change up the words, they change up to me. So sometimes I like to have them both. Like I, sometimes I'll read the King James and then go to the living translation. But the King James be sometimes keeping people away from reading the Bible. So get, if you have a hard time reading the old school scripture, get you a new living translation Bible. There's so many different versions, child. I don't even know why we got all them versions, but we do. <laughs> but yes, get a Bible that works for you and that understands. Y'all blew my mind today. I had no idea marriage was made for sex. That makes so much sense. Look at me learning today. Uh, Shamra says, yo, I talk to the devil every day. Get away from me and look, <laughs> we're appearing up and I didn't even speak to him today. Yeah, get behind me, Satan. In Jesus name. I did not know that. Y'all blew my mind. See, we learning something. I had no clue. No clue. Imagine that the demons too uh, got to deal with, with because he's an unbeliever. Woo. Or a demon you are under being married. Yeah. That's why you got to that's why you got to pray. That's why you have to take a man to church cuz if a, a devil don't want to be in church. Devil don't want to be in church. So that's why we when you date, those things might be important. Maybe if you're still single, and I think I'm going to probably implement this for myself. Is while you're dating, see if he'll go to church with you. Like, hey, I want to go to church. That's a date. You can go out to eat afterwards. I would love for a man to be like, "Hey, you want to go to church?" "Yep. Let's go." Let's go praise the Lord. That's a dope day. Actually, it's Sunday morning. Good get brunch right after. You done praise. You done pray together. Sounds like a great date to me. But, and I pay attention to stuff like this too. Does he even pray over his food while y'all are dating? I like when a man grabs my hand and he prays for us. That shows leadership. That shows that he's with the Lord. That shows that he cares. All of these things are important to pay attention to in dating. And one thing I learned about two dating is like, if you don't see the, the, the attributes of what you would want in a future husband date one day two, it's time to move on. It's okay to just say you're not compatible with that person. It's okay to say, Hey, you know what? You're a great guy. I think you're amazing. I had so much fun, but you know, there's just certain things that I, I would love in a husband that I don't think that you possess. And that's okay. I'm not trying to change you. And then if he asks you, then you tell him. Just say, you know, you don't really pray before you eat. Um, you don't open my door. You don't pull out my chair. You don't 
you know, I told you I like flowers. I didn't get any flowers. And, you know, I just don't think that that's something that I want to. And people were like, oh, that's so small. That matters. Everything that you care about when you're dating, all the little stuff matters because the little stuff is going to make or break your marriage. The big stuff, you guys can fight through together if you are compatible and if you have God on your side and you are cemented by the right stuff. Then you can get through the battles of the not having a job. You can get through the battles of somebody getting laid off. You can get through the battles of the business not taking off right away if the foundation is firm and right. If that foundation isn't firm and right, that's, I think, why people get divorced when the money isn't coming in or they ain't had sex or they didn't do this and they didn't do that and this person isn't doing this because the foundation was trash in the beginning. If the foundation is right, it's not made on sand, but made on strong, godly foundation and the right foundation, then I think that you, I think that more marriages would, would definitely uh, work out better, maybe. Thank you. Yes. Um. Let's see. When I found out, I said, God, what exactly? And maybe a lot more of us would be married if people just did not have sex. And not just to say that's the only thing. Like, I don't think that you should only get married for sex. That's 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 a piece of it, right? That ain't all of it. Um, there's other things that you guys should also be compatible and stuff with. But what I what I will say is I think that um I think that there needs to be a foundation there. And if everybody stopped, like if, ever, if all women just said, you know what? No, I'm not doing that. I don't care. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Men would have to comply, ladies. We kind of le- have we're leaders in that in that sense as well. We're leaders in the sense as well. If we've all came to G- it had to come to Jesus moment moment and was like, you know what? We're not doing that no more because we want y'all to step up. We want more husbands. We want more godly men. We want more. Our criteria was different. If our criteria was like, no, you got to take me to church. No, I I want this. I want that. Like if our criteria and was not on no Gucci bag or nothing frivolous, but on real solid morals and foundation, men would have to comply. Men would have to be like, well, let me open this Bible up because I ain't going to get none unless I know the Lord. So let me go figure out this. Just saying. Good morning, cooking with raw. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. What you just said happened. Foundation isn't solid over here. Amen. Yeah. If you, if you, your foundation isn't solid, you're, it's, it's going to fail. Rosie says in my relationship, I had a guy pray over, over food and was nice as could be, but God knows what you, hello, devil knows what you want as well. Hello. Hello. A counterfeit can walk into your life. We need discernment. Rosie, you ain't said none but you ain't said none but facts all day, baby. Child, yes, but that's why you gotta pray. And honestly, if you are a praying woman, the devil can't be around you too long. Like if you are a true praying woman, right? The devil cannot stay in that in that space, but for so long. You know, he can, he can, he can be counterfeit, he can manipulate. He can transform. If Eve would have prayed while talking to the serpent, 
the serpent would have had to go away because God would have showed up. The devil and the God, God, the devil don't like to be in the presence of God. It makes him uncomfortable. It makes him itch. It makes him like, he don't like it. So if we would pray more, even out loud, like don't be ashamed of God. Don't be ashamed of your walk. Don't be ashamed of while you're dating, I'm a woman of God and this is what I do. And and is, you know what I mean? Make sure your house is protected. Make sure you ain't bringing nobody over your house. There are a lot of things that we can do as women to make sure that we keep, you know, the devil away. The devil cannot be in the same place as God dwells. If Eve would have prayed over that apple or called out to God to say, hey, God, is this okay? God would have showed up and been like, hold on, hold on. Hold on, say, what what you doing? And he would have had to leave. But what we don't do is we don't pray. We don't get discernment, like Miss Rosie said. And then we just let the devil on and come.